I'm Zim, and you're listening to the Helpful Photographer Podcast in collaboration with New York City Photo Safari. To register for a safari, please visit NewYorkCityPhotoSafari.com. When beginning photographers head out of auto, one of the main points of confusion is choosing the right f-stop. Two episodes ago, I talked about the two most common problems when shooting aperture priority. This episode will take a deeper dive into the more nuanced problems with various apertures. Let's start with high apertures, f22, 32, and higher. Many photographers will push their apertures in this direction in an attempt to gain more depth of field or to get a better starburst from single point light sources like the sun or street lamps. The problem is that when you're pushing light through such a small opening, you find that although you gained depth of field and that starburst is more impressive, at a certain point, your overall image will be less sharp. The reason is because you're squeezing light through such a small hole. You have to consider that light behaves a lot like water in that it bends and bounces around. So when you're squeezing light through such a small area, you may find that it degrades your overall image quality. Another issue shooting at the higher f-stops is that you find that every single speck of dust on your sensor is going to show up on your image. The reason is because the depth of field has been narrowed so much that the shadows underneath that speck of dust has now been sharpened, revealing all that dust. So always ask yourself if you really need to close up your aperture that much, or can you do with having it a bit wider? On the other end of the spectrum, we also have problems. Different problems, but problems nonetheless. For those who like to shoot those nifty 50s with f1.8 or even f1.4, What you find is that the depth of field is so shallow that it's difficult to put the focus exactly on what you wanted in focus. Before I go on, I want to remind everyone that if you talk to an optical engineer or a physicist, depth of field and focus are two completely separate things, and they'll tell you that you should not confuse the two. But in our world of photography, we perceive depth of field as focus because it looks and feels like focus. So as a photographer, for me, they're basically the same thing, even though academically, I know they're not. With higher apertures and a longer depth of field, it feels like I'm getting more focus. But when you're shooting something like an f1.8 or 1.4, you'll find that the focus area is so shallow that it's difficult to get the right thing in focus. And as a reminder, when you're wide open, you'll also have issues with falloff and vignetting. As you can see, the far sides of your aperture can create a variety of issues, which leaves us with the middle. Let's talk about the sweet spot. The sweet spot is the f-stop that will render the sharpest image your particular lens is capable of rendering. To be clear, I'm talking about sharpness and not depth of field. Many will say that the sweet spot is the middle f-stop. This is what I was taught, while others will say that it's f8 on all lenses. By the way, F8 is usually the middle f-stop for most lenses, but apparently both theories are wrong. The sweet spot of a lens can be anywhere between one and two stops from the widest opening, and in rare cases, up to three stops. All of this depends on the lens and how it's engineered. In order to figure out which aperture renders the sharpest image for a particular lens, you'll have to test for it, or find someone online who's done the testing for you. You should also be aware that if you're shooting a zoom lens, the sweet spot will float depending on where you have the zoom ring. So as you zoom in and out, you have to keep up with that. So should you only be shooting in the sweet spot of your lens? Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. 
What I am saying is that you need to be aware of the various consequences of your aperture choices beyond depth of field. And not only do you need to choose wisely, but you need to get familiar with your lens and know its strengths and weaknesses. For me, most of what I'm trying to get to is the sharpest image possible. So I tend to shoot in an auto mode because modern digital cameras tend to be programmed to pull to that aperture to render the sharpest image combined with the proper shutter speed for that particular focal length. That is, if you're shooting an OEM lens. Because let's be honest, no manufacturer is going to program in a third-party lens into their camera. And by the way, you heard me right. I shoot in an auto mode. If I'm hand-holding and I'm shooting still objects, I shoot in an auto mode and I'm completely unapologetic about it. The camera's programming can make that calculation automatically, and that's a lot faster than I can. So I let it do its job, and I do my job, which is to take the picture. I hope that was helpful. Until next time, keep on shooting.